Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast, episode 53. I'm one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you this week? Great, Johnny. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day um, to you and to all of our listeners. Uh, and before we get started, just want to announce some scheduling changes for Garden State of Mind. So this is for all the stadies out there <laughs> who are going to be anxiously awaiting our football picks all season. Uh, the season begins this week, right? Thursday night, mm-hmm. whatever day that is, September 5th. I don't even know. But it's Thursday night this week, and we are going to be recording Thursday night, and that will be our picks, and we'll do a Sopranos episode review. Um, but you get, your, get all your picks for the uh, upcoming games on Sunday with us on Thursday night. Need I remind anyone, we were definitely above 500 last year. I think, Jeff, you might have been about 60% success. Uh, so that's a winner in my book. I would recommend everyone tuning in if you love football, listen to that episode. And then we will record again on Monday nights after the weekend's over. Uh, we'll probably talk some Eagles, maybe recap some of the games, things we saw. Uh, certainly we'll talk about the success or failure of our picks and kick off the new week and then uh before you know it thursday will be around again you get your picks again um but that's how we're gonna do it now this this week jeff we're recording on friday right yes and uh but only for this week that every week following that we'll record on thursday we'll record on friday we'll get it out there friday night that way saturday morning you can listen um and anticipate sunday's games and uh get get our take on all that so very exciting we can't, you know, listen, we can't make promises, but it would behoove everyone to listen to most of our picks. Yeah, it would behoove everyone. We we did well last season. And fresh takes is not the same dried out bullshit you get on ESPN or elsewhere. Yeah, we're not going to make up fake arguments for the sake of it. Uh, we The things we hate, we actually hate. <laughs> That's always true. And we, and we hate a lot other. of things. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I never hate you, but I, I'm sure we I disagree with you a ton. I'm just kidding. Of course not. No, it's okay. You can hate me. I'm less of a hater than you. <laughs> You're more... more. Uh, oh, where am I going with this? All right, what, what are we doing? Sopranos? Yes, this is for Pat. We're back with the Sopranos. Pat number two. So yeah, so I guess so. So from now on, after week one, uh, all the big boys they start podcasting twice a week once football season t- starts. So uh, yeah, you'll get your your recap early in the week, and then NFL picks and Sopranos. I think from here on out, does that sound good? Yes. Welcome to the big leagues, Garden State of Mine. Twice a week now. Yes. We hit the big time. It'll be Sopranos here on out until. The Breaking Bad movie, and then the Scorsese movie, and of and course, then, yeah, The Irishman's going to disrupt things, and, yeah. and definitely. When's El Camino come out? The Breaking I Bad movie. I think it's October. And, Holy uh, shit! And we still have to finish up Scorsese so we can beat those after hours geniuses. We do, and I want to talk about all the hits. You know, the the Scorsese yeah. hits, not just 
you know, we, we've gone through some of the dogs and just some of the lesser known films. And yeah, I want to hit on the biggies, the ones that we love also. I, I can't wait yeah. to talk about all those. Oh my God, of course. I, I don't know if we're going to have enough time. No, not the bandwidth. I don't think there is. It might take us, you know, until the end of the year to get through Scorsese. Yeah, we'll do. I mean, we'll do all the all the obscure, for lack of a better word, ones first, and then we'll get to the biggies. Well, I think when when we start doing that, you know, got you know. Also, we have Sopranos, so we're gonna have to pick and choose here, you know, week by week what we want to do. But I, I was thinking, well, I was thinking our Thursday night picks, or I mean, our Thursday nights, we'll just do our picks, and then we'll come back on Monday nights, and maybe one week we do, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. And then, you know, Thursday is always going to be the picks. Monday will be our re- little recaps, little Eagles talk, and then we'll jump into whatever the wild card is, whether it's Sopranos or Scorsese. Right. Okay. Uh, as long as so, we're saying Pat's good graces, that's all I'm concerned about. I mean, Pat can't complain about Scorsese and, you know, Sopranos. What the hell? If he, if he, he's got my number, if he's got a complaint. Oh, yeah. That's, well, that's a good – I like that. Let's start threatening people. You know where the fuck I. You know where the fuck I live. Yeah, right. Don't 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 act like you don't know me. So if Pat's got a problem with it, he'll text me. I, I just don't want him to just stop listening cold turkey. You know, um, while we're on the subject, kind of, I had Chloe doesn't really go on Facebook. She's all Instagram and Snapchat and all this stuff. So yeah, I I really fucked up parenting wise. Um, Why? Well, so she she'll do she did post she started posting a lot on Facebook in the summer and it was mostly all our family and friends, and then I guess there's some of her friends you know some of her high school friends are on there. At one point this summer, and I have to go back and look, there was like this dude on there. So I just was like, oh, who's this guy? I was kind of looking at the people that I wasn't friends with, if you know. Yeah. And yeah. look at this guy, and he's like a picture with like a like a teenage kid boy. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is like the dad of, of somebody that Chloe knows and and I, I fucked up because I meant to ask her about it and then I forgot because I just wanted to see like like he like like he like actually commented like a congratulations or something or you know that that's why I noticed because he, he commented something. Okay. And like like a congratulations or something I thought is I don't know, is this guy like a counselor or like uh a mentor, like, I don't know what, like, just yeah, this. a manager. She works somewhere, maybe. Right, I didn't. That's why I forgot. My the, the, where I fucked up is I forgot to ask her. So tonight, she she put a post today, Labor Day, and of course she's in a pool and she's in a bikini with her sorority big sister or something. Right, and, this is the greatest thing to happen to you this year. Is that your daughter's <laughs> now posting these kinds of things on Facebook? I, it's just fantastic. It's a I can't wait to get there myself. I, you know what? I've gotten so cunty lately with all my friends, with all, with everybody that talks to me about any. If you, if anybody says to me word one about that they hate Alabama or something, I just want to fucking murder. Like I'm so sensitive I, right now. I saw somebody said Alabama sucks or something like that, and you're like, uh, "Hey, douche! My daughter goes there now." Yeah. Now I know. I, yeah, I know he knows, but right. I'm like. You know, like, what do you want from me? I mean, this is a guy that likes different college teams that he didn't go to. And I'm like, mm. so right there, I'm just annoyed by him. I'm like, yeah, you know, everybody, that that was the point of my post was, yeah, I like Alabama now because I'm sending them all my money. 
So, you know. Right, of course. I mean, and, you've earned it. You've earned the right to yeah. be an Alabama fan. If you love me, if you love my daughter, start rooting for Alabama. And you know what's funny? I had a few people, in fact, I'll shout out Mikey Barr, a, a, a longtime pod. Uh, yes. Pod per, I don't know. Pod well, he loved our Thrones takes. Right. He was, you know, he was, we were hit and miss with the Thrones with him, but he texted me on the side. He's like, roll tide. I'm like, cool, roll tide. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, man, I really never, I don't really care much about college football. I guess I kind of like Penn State, but he's like, since Chloe's going to Alabama, that's my team now. I'm like, all right. I'm like, wow, this is how a, a normal person, guy. right. This is what a normal person would say to somebody in my position. Yes. Um, anyway, like I said, I've gotten real cunty with everybody. So, so, t- so her bikini. So back pic- to this, this yeah. weirdo. Her bikini picture tonight. I was looking. She had like you know not many likes, thirty likes. So I looked at the likes and and I was just <laughs> seeing who who liked it and stuff, and uh-huh. and I'm scrolling down and I see this dude again and I'm like, I I recognize the name. I'm like, oh that's that guy again. I meant to ask her about. And I'm looking at him again, and he's got like a, a job, like a, it looks like a decent job, but it's never nothing to do with the high school, and I don't know. There's still like this boy in a picture with him and, and where's like, he from he's from williamstown oh he's okay. from my town and so now, so now i'm like sorry like melinda all right who do you know this guy she's like no i said text chloe chloe's like no i don't know him i thought you guys knew who he was and what he does, the he, fuck he does have one mutual friend of melinda melinda texts her and says do you know this guy she's like no i i think he friended me through chloe or, or so now so i'm like all right, I gotta send this guy a message, but then I don't want to like. I don't know. I mean, if he's really stalking, I don't want him coming around here. But I sent him a message. Yeah. I just said, "I'm like, do you know my daughter?" And I haven't heard back from him. But I'm like, now I'm pretty sure you're not gonna hear back from well, this guy. Chloe blocked him. You know, Melinda blocked him. And I'm like, God, I, I I'm so mad at myself for forget for letting it go the first time. But what a weird like he's putting a and, and it's not he's not liking the photo. He's throwing a heart on it. Oh my God! Yes, he's such yeah. a creep. Like none of your. Please tell me none of your friends are at least they're not throwing hearts on Chloe's pictures, right? I don't think so. And the hearts jump out at you. You kind of notice them. Mostly people just throw a like, which is fine. Yeah, like right. And guess what? If if I, you know, I, at this point, yeah, you I, give him a pass. A little bit. I, I you know whatever. I mean, okay. Chloe's a, an eighteen year old girl in twenty nineteen. She's in college. You're gonna see her in bikinis. I mean, it's just fucking that simple. There's no, there's no. Oh, sure, around. of course. So, um, but yeah, that was fucking weird, man. And I just realized as I, I forget what we started what we started talking about, but I wanted to. I checked on the message. Yeah, so he hasn't answered me. It's been four hours. Yeah, he's not gonna answer you, and yeah. he's been blocked now. So, I didn't block. The, the, I didn't like, block. The, him the greatest summer of his life just came to an end. <laughs> I guess so. Chloe blocked him. <laughs> It's, she it's, was like his 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 big find this it's summer. Really, it's really brazen. Like he commented on, I think it was like maybe her high school graduation or like it was her and her cap and gown. That's why I thought he was like affiliated with. I don't know. A comment. Yeah, like congratulations on on graduating, but, which is yeah, just, you know, obviously in creepy, retrospect, man. just really random. And uh, yeah, now the heart. And then there's there's been a, other posts that he's liked anyway. Sorry. I, I, I'll be on the lookout, you know, all the time when Olivia is, you know, she's not, we don't let her on Instagram yet. 
she's certainly not on Facebook. Uh, I think she's got a Snapchat, but you know, she, she's got a private account. So, you know, only her friends, the like people that she invites can, can see it. Yeah. I, I'm not, so I don't have those worries yet, but as soon as she's on any one of them, you know, especially Instagram or she's not going to be on Twitter for a long time. I, I'm going to be on it like a hawk. You know, there's just, just like sexual predators out there. Like this guy sounds like a fucking creep. Like what kind of grown man is it? Well, what I know exactly I know, what kind of grown yeah. man. I know exactly what kind. You're in a better position now. Like as you know, as Instagram blew up, I think she was already in that had the phone for years. And like we, we never like enforced. Like the end of the day, we we need to see every text or have access to your phone. We never did that. Yeah. Um, and then it was just you know we were just powerless. We were Tony and Carmela at that point. We had no <laughs> no chance. I'm paying. If she knows that we got no power. We're yeah. fucked. I'm losing my ass paid for this phone, but uh, you know I can't ask to see what's on her phone. But um. Oh shit! I hear you, but, man. But I'm making pay- payments. But the Instagram, like like Chloe has like two thousand followers on Instagram, and Melinda's like, see, she's got to go through them. And I said, I said, I know, but look at her other high school friends, and her other high school friends have like three thousand. 2500 like they all have yeah. this zillion that's why chloe thought that this is a dude bunch of Facebook. dudes right but i think there's just a lot of young people on instagram yeah, sure. that are liking it but they're just so used to that but the facebook this guy sticks out like a sore thumb like he's doing a bad job <laughs> at, at, at pedophiling well it's what's kind of weird is that he's from your town so it's like how did he get to chloe yeah i don't know I guess I'll have to go back through her post. You know, and by, you then, need to find out who this dude is and where he lives. I sent him a message at 8.35. My online fantasy football draft was at 9 with with 11 other people that graduated from Villanova. These fucking morons broke my balls all day, all night. I have three guys auto-drafting. I, I, I want to murder somebody right now, Johnny. <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing like a fantasy football draft to make you hate your friends. Yeah, I fucking, I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it. Uh, I don't blame you. Uh, that's two drafts in three days for you. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know how these guys that that do like. I'm not gonna sit here. We don't. We're not gonna talk fantasy football all night. It's it's not interesting to everyone. But I don't know how guys do like five or six of these leagues or ten or whatever it is. Like I'm exhausted after one. It's just it's too much. Now I mean I was the commissioner for the one, so I had to deal with yeah. all that bullshit just um, like you did tonight. Right. But how could you do more than two or three? The, the commissioner is rough, you know. Um, yeah, it blows. Like, especially for online, you know. At least at least in ours, we're all sitting in a room. Um, but you know, well, most of us were. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I tried to dictate to this to this league. All right, let's do it. You know, I wanted to do it yesterday. I'm actually glad we did it now. But, um, you know, even our league where everything should be cut and dry became a, a monstrosity of emails. Yes. Oh, well, that, there was reasons for that. There were reasons. Scheduling mishaps yeah. and misunderstandings. Good scheduling there, by the way, Crips. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. What was the problem? Same weekend every year. Yeah, it's tough to record. figure out. Yeah. Um, all right, now we're, yeah. we're just about to go off in, in a, into a boring tangent for everyone. Where do we leave off here? So, right. long story short, you have a creep in your town. Like, I think you need to, to message this guy again and say, uh, I would like a response. 
Otherwise, I will find you. Like, I, you That's have to I, learn who this guy is. Well, I, I mean, I know, I know his information just from Facebook, and uh, I've already made inquiries about at his his his, uh, his job. Well, if you see his address change to like fucking Birmingham or something, you need to uh, you, you you need to find out who this guy is. Yeah, I'm gonna need this fucking Ajita. He's gonna be watching like every game on Saturday, looking for Chloe in the stands. Well, I do want more people rooting for Alabama. So, oh well, this fulfills <laughs> your your request. Your wishes have been granted. I need the good cover karma. Alabama did cover this weekend, by the way. 35-point spread. They sure did. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have any problems with Alabama. They're, they usually win. So it should be fun. You're going to have fun every weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think I will. A shot at the national championship every season. It's, it's guaranteed. Chloe's going to have a great time there. Yeah. And you've made a new friend in town now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe I'll invite him to my fantasy leagues next year. Shit, we needed a 12th guy, too. Yeah, we did. He, he could have uh, stepped in for neighbor Steve. Yeah. He could have. Uh, I'm kinda, so, I, had a dark, I had a dark fault. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. This is a creepy topic, <laughs> and it's going to give me the chills. Oh, righty. How about some Sopranos? Actually, yeah, yeah let's do Sopranos, and then we'll we'll talk let's a little sopranos. bit about some football. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. We're we're still in season two, but we are up to episode five. Yes, big girls don't cry. Written it's by like the Avalon song. Yeah, which wasn't in the in the episode. Um, written by no, Terrence Winter, longtime Sopranos uh, contributor and longtime Sopranos director Tim Van Patten. Um, we uh, this. The, we open up. I didn't read Steppenwall on this. I forgot, but um, I didn't either, actually. So, we open up at the Bahama Skies Tanning Salon in, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm guessing in Newark or wherever the fuck they are. <laughs> right. All all I could think of right away was just orchids of Asia. Uh, it's one of those, you know, those like tanning salons slash massage parlors slash whorehouses, and. Uh, Christopher goes in there. Christopher comes in with uh, Adriana. She's in the car. He, he goes in and uh, goes through, like, the first door. And I think there's a buzzer. Then he's in the main room. And there's, like, I don't know. There's, like, 20 dudes in there and, and chicks in bikinis. Right. And, and he goes into the back office. And there's this cokehead. Oh, well, yeah. Here we got the first. We got the first great line of the episode. Uh, Christopher says to this guy, that you look like you've been French kissing the Pillsbury Doughboy because <laughs> he has blow all over his nose. Yeah. Um, this guy inexplicably is painting a model car and he's got like the paintbrush out and uh, he has this Asian either wife or girlfriend that's kind of like, I guess, his assistant there. And, uh, you know, so Christopher, like, you know, is just collecting and he doesn't have it all. And Christopher kind of is like, you know, What's the problem? You know, just giving him that sh- kind of shit. And he's like, you know, business is slow. And he's like, it's quote number two. Uh, half the neighborhoods out there waiting wait for blowjobs. You know. But yeah, it was like lined up around the block. A- Adriana's beeping the horn. Love that too. Like, you know, she can't wait for him to come out. And uh, so then he uh, 
he leaves with whatever half half the half the money. He well, owed. well, yeah, and that's after he he jams a fucking piece uh, of the the model up the guy's fucking nostril, right? <laughs> correct. That's why I brought up the the the, the paintbrush because he yeah he stuck the paintbrush up his nose and then and then. Like threw him on the desk, and the guy broke the model he was working That's working what on. It happened. Yeah, he smashed the the model. Yeah, and I you. think the 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 Asian wife was saying we won't pay or something like that. That's, that's right. When Christopher that's right. got really you. fucking pissed. That's true. I I like when Chrissy goes into tough mode like that. Yeah, which he is... ha- he handles his uh, his underlings. I like it. In uh, in thinking about the whole series, it this. I, I know what happened as when we get to Furio later, but Christopher really never would walk away from this without really putting a hurting on somebody. I guess in his mind he did, but I think I think maybe the point was he was distracted with Adriana. She's beeping the horn. He just wanted to get out of there and get moving on to whatever they were doing. Well, and he's got that, other shit going on as we learn in the episode. You know, there's other that, things. He's on his way somewhere. Yes, right? yes, he's taking him somewhere. So um, he's got other things on his mind. All right. So now we're at Vesuvio's and there's um, uh, Pauly, Tony and Syl. Was Pussy there too? I can't remember. Um, I think so. They're sitting there and and, and um, what's her name? Manny. Charmaine walks Charmaine. by them and they're like trying to talk to her and she just ignores them. And she's like complaining to Artie. She's like third time this week. And, you know, and he's like. You know what are we gonna do? Can't t- can't turn down a four top. He said to her, which is okay. A four top's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And are, are they even paying their fucking tab? To me, like that's question number one. Like if they're if they're doing a lot of business and eating in there, that's great. If they're paying, if they're not paying their tab, this is like a Joe Pesci Goodfellas situation. I I don't know. I don't know if I want them in there. That's a good question. Now we know years later. Tony wasn't paying his tab because he kind of said, no. all right, forget about my tab when Artie got it to him. But so Artie comes out there. I guess they were real hungry and he was taking a long time and he was cooking them some quail. And Paulie said, Paulie <laughs> puts on like an effeminate voice and says, can I get AIDS from eating this? Yeah. And then, uh, Syl says, wasn't like, what is this? A pigeon? Wasn't he shitting on a statue out in the park? <laughs> uh, good stuff from these guys. You know, they're real Great high stuff. class. They're in the suits, cufflinks. You know, you at first glance, you're like, oh, these guys got a little class, but, you know, not exactly. Yep. Bill Simmons would have asked if that age joke has aged well. Right. right? And, and the rewatchables. Right. I'm assuming that that joke doesn't age well. What's aged the worst? We can't laugh at Paulie Walnuts anymore acting gay. That's correct. Right. You know, that's a, this is a big problem. Yeah. Fucking rewatchables. Um, so, you know, the typical Artie banner, blah, blah, blah. So then Artie goes into the bar and Tony's like, listen, I, I got a guy. I'm going to need a job. And Artie's like, oh, man, I, you know, I can't afford anybody. So it's like, you know, Tony's like, I'm not asking to pay the guy. I need, you know, the paperwork for this this kind of guy. Um, so he's setting up the groundwork for Furio to work there. If you're Artie, like every time this guy's around, he fucking needs something. Like, I, I just wouldn't want to ever be friends with Tony Soprano. Like, it doesn't mean anything to be his longtime friend from high school. No matter who you are, he's just fucking using you. Oh, how do you... He, he always puts Artie in a fucking tough position. He knows his wife's a bitch. Yeah. 
He uh, fucked her too. Just fucking brutal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but that was before. I don't think she was with Artie back then. No, but still. But like, I don't. I'm sure Artie doesn't know that he well, laid the hammer there. On one hand, Artie does like these guys just genuinely, and then he probably likes the idea of having some kind of mob protection. But um, but on the other hand, what's he going to do? Of. What's he going to do? Is he going to tell Tony don't come here anymore? No, of course not. He's stuck. Yeah. That's Tony... just the, that. That's the problem. You're stuck. Once those guys sink their claws in, like, what are yeah. you going to do? You're going to be rude to them. This is a th- yeah. This is like a light shakedown. A shakedown that's you know absolutely not exactly it's like a passive aggressive shakedown. Perfect. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. All right. Um. So Adriana got Christopher a birthday present. She drops him off at this class, and it's called Acting for Writers. And it's kind of, I guess it looks like a, not a quasi-improv class, and then they work on scenes, and it's just it's just a bunch of regular people, you know. I, I'm just all... to teach them how to write for actors, basically, so you understand but, what it's like to be an actor, yeah. and it helps you learn how to write better to make your screenplay better. Mm-hmm. And he's working on that goddamn awful screenplay of his. Um, I'm a nudge to get the drip on you. That screenplay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's still working on that one. It's not, it's unclear what he's working on now. Right. But what, what his latest project is. This is somewhere between before Cleaver and after Manuched. Manuched. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Junior's on the news. Tony's watching the news and, uh, and he, hold on, Junior's on the news. Is this? I think this is the part. No, it's not. Oh, they just just Junior's on the news, I guess for you know mob stuff. Um, right. Tony, this is the first time I think they he meets at the Lou Costello statue, which this has to go on our Sopranos tour whenever we take whenever we do that. That sounds good. Maybe spring of twenty twenty. Okay, so uh, he sees Paulie there. And he's like, "Our, you know, Furious, Furio's coming over. You're getting a bump." <laughs> Here's a quote: "Furious coming over." Paulie's like, "What? To see what? See what indoor plumber he's like?" <laughs> oh, is this where, uh, where Paulie's like, "What's up?" And Tony's like, "Fucking Malamars." Uh, yes. what, what was it? Sunday, my house. He's, fucking he's, Malamars. Yeah, I know but, you ate them. I know you ate them. He's like, oh, "I thought you were fucking losing your mind." Um, <laughs> And uh, he's like, no, you know, Fury's coming. You're getting a bump. Everything goes through you and Sill and, and, you know, then you guys go directly to me. And, you know, there's no more, you know, lots of buffers. And uh, Well, and, and what's significant here is that pussy's being passed over. Pussy's out. Exactly. Um, pussy just, you know. I, well, just can't. basic foreshadowing as to, you know, how much Tony just does not trust him. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting as this scene ended. It's it's shot from overhead of the Costello statue, and then you see all the pigeon shit on it. And uh, I thought it was interesting because of the earlier comment from Sill, and uh, and then I guess just how dirty it looked from up there. Well, I guess that yeah, I'm sure David. I'm sure that's what they were thinking of. Who directed this one? Van Patten. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you know it was like a, a mini callback. A quick one. Yeah, I liked it. Um, now we're at, we see Melfi and she's talking to that her douchebag uh, therapist. Oh, Elliot Kup- Kupferberg or whatever yes. the fuck his name is. Yeah. 
and she's telling him about her Tony Soprano dream, you know, where he's in a car crash and the Wizard of Oz song is on, and and he's like, it's a great film, but there's some terrifying moments, and uh, you know, he's getting to the heart of like the Wizard of Oz. It's bringing up that you know, it's it's she likes it, but it's scary, and you know that he suggests that she's getting a vicarious thrill by being with this mob guy, and then she. Fine, thankfully, calls him a smug cop, cocksucker, and fuck you, and and walks out. Um, it's it, now, I it's been weeks since I watched this episode. I like I said, I've seen this one a number of times. Is he drinking like aggressively from his water bottle in this episode? Always. <laughs> There's one episode where, he, yeah, he's like takes his stupid fucking reusable water bottle. And, and, you know, he takes his swig and then he puts it down. And I could, like, I, I was like, Melfi has to be getting pissed off at this because it's driving me insane just watching him. And I'm, I'm a viewer. I, I know. I hate that water bottle with the net on it. He is it. an asshole. Yeah. He is the worst. He is. Dr. Kupferberg. Douche. Yeah, smug cocksucker, she calls yeah, him. Yeah, like, thankfully. Now, is that, are they trying to say, like, uh, this, Tony's rubbing off on her? What, what is it? A, a little bit, you know, she, you know, we'll get to it. She apologizes for it later. Um, yeah, you know, it's almost like... Is it ham-handed a little bit? I don't... I don't think so. I mean, she was... She She's doesn't a like professional. Being, she doesn't like being judged by him. This is going to be, you know... She gets too much judgment from him. Isn't that when you go to therapy, you don't get, like... Like, it's, like, well, impartial? And but he's talk- treating her like a colleague. Like, come on, you know better. Yeah, but it's still talk yeah, don't therapy. you think that's part of it? What's that? Don't you think that's part of it though? It's almost like you know, I'm not saying he's handling it the right way. I'm just saying I think he treats her like more like a professional, a co- like a colleague, and less like a patient. Because he can yeah. talk to her in ways that he knows she should understand, being another psychiatrist. I mean, he also figured it out pretty quickly and she hadn't so and it seems like a pretty reasonable analysis of it so that could have been part of why she was annoyed and then maybe and then she also didn't want to believe it you know because that's i mean feeling bad about not having a mobster around you anymore like legitimately bad about it and concerned is you know it's there has to be some reason behind it i mean you should she should have just moved on I, it, yeah, you would think so. Um, so, yeah, so clearly she's craving something there. And and also, like, when Tony had breakthroughs and stuff like that or when they got somewhere in his therapy, didn't he always – he always had, like, an outburst or he acted like a little bitch baby and through his tantrum. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the same thing she was doing. Well – Like, he told her something that made sense and she didn't like it. It's – it's no accident she's Italian. You know, she's right. an Italian psychologist on this show from the area. You know, yeah, they're they're not as different as you would think professionally, really, or you right. know, personally. I mean, so she's yelling at her at her therapist, "Fuck you, you smug cocksucker," which Tony has done to her a zillion times. And then the next exact next scene is Tony getting a call from the bank at home and hearing that Janice has tried to take out a loan on Livia's house. And he yeah. starts going batshit, breaking the phone, Fucking throwing bitch. it. Yeah, and he's like, what, what, like, what does this, what does this prove? Like, you're, you know, but 
you're showing, you know, I think it was the showing, rage, man. Right. It's just his rage. She's almost unhinged, not treating him, and he's unhinged, not getting treated. Yeah, they're a perfect match. I like how they AJ. Need, they AJ, need each other. AJ, if you remember, he kind of. Like, Tony wasn't even freaking out yet, but they kept showing AJ, and he's just, like, really, like, tentative. Scared. Walking into the room. Yeah. You know. Oh, his dad just smashed a phone. That, Tony smashes the phone on the wall, right? Yes. And then he breaks hey, it off and like, throws it. Yeah, like, if I saw my dad do that, I probably would have been freaked out also at AJ's age. Yeah. It looks like he's, like, 12 or 13. Yeah, gee, what the fuck? It struck me. I don't remember him seeing him that afraid of him that often in the show. No, not not really. You're right. I mean, it's more so when he's younger there. Like, it, like by next season, he doesn't give a shit about anything. He's just yeah. a, a, a smart ass. I guess he's still, you know, impressionable enough to get freaked out by watching his dad, you know, rip a phone out of a wall yeah. for no reason. No reason. Um, Tony goes to Olivia's house. And like banging on the door, and Richie answers in his wife beater and boxer shorts. Ah, uh, he's just a classic, yeah, the classic uh, mobster man. The classic look, and like the pullout couch was open, and Tony's like, like just shocked to see him there. And he picks up some pants and throws them. And he's like, "Why don't you put some pants on?" And yeah, he was uh, not expecting Richie. Yeah, Richie's like, "Hey, I make some eggs," and he kind of. You know, walks into the kitchen, then he doesn't put the pants on. He puts them off to the side. And then Tony's like, what's going on here? He's like, we got a history together. And uh, Tony's like, yeah, Israel and Palestine. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, Richie's like, now, nah, you know, when I was 10 years, I was in the can. I thought of Janice, you know, a lot. And Tony says, there's men in the can that are better looking than she is. <laughs> Now, is that when he says uh, something about, you know, Tony crossing the line? Well, he's getting pissed off. He's not – yeah, at some point he said something like that. I didn't even take a note of it. But, yeah, he he did say that. Um, it wasn't the – it wasn't the quote the rule speech. It was – I think it was the get, you, you you want respect, you got to give respect. You know, and they, he brings up Beansy again and, and Richie still doesn't give a shit about Beansy. No. You know, being a quadriplegic. Yeah, they mentioned that. Um I was, and then she, Janice comes in. She's like, "Oh, I just, uh, I forget her reason for the loan," and uh, you know, she's going to start working. He's like, "You know, how are you going to hold a beggar's cup with your carpal tunnel?" <laughs> and uh, so Richie, like, like to the side, says, "There, Janice, I'll, don't worry, I'll give you the money." And Tony's like, "Oh, fucking Ozzy and Harriet over here, right?" And like uh, a happy little couple. And Tony's like, "All right, fine. She's your fucking problem now." To Richie. And, uh, yeah, that was, I guess I should have taken well, better notes on, on their little, you know, respect conversation, but. Well, part of me when, and it's every time I've watched this episode and I love this episode, I love every appearance with, of Richie, you know, every scene, I just, I, I can't get enough of it. I always wanted, or I always wonder, I'm like, why, you know, Tony always comes in hot like that, like. You know, Richie's just in there. I mean, yeah, it's it's a guy that's banging his sister, but they're all adults. I mean, they're way grown up. Nah. And this isn't a big deal. He just doesn't like Richie. He doesn't want to make things work with him. He's already got it in. He's got it in for him. I don't. I Meanwhile, just, he was very close to Richie's brother. 
I disagree with you here. Other than uh, how so? Other than Richie's brother part, he, basically Janice is one of his kids. He's totally supporting her. Richie, Richie has just been a Richie fucking just destroyed Beansy's life after yeah. he was after he was told not to. He's already a problem. I mean, what is he? What is he here a month? He's here a month. He's fucking up his work life. He's banging his sister, living in his mother's house. He's trying to sell. Fuck. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with it. They're all adults. I think yeah. Tony has a right here to. Uh. All right. Let's rewind a little bit. So Richie's in prison for a long time. He gets out. He did his time. What does Tony give him to get back on the street? Nothing. Ugats. <laughs> well, well, uh, you don't think Richie had a little bit of a beef? And and he decided to take it out on fucking Beansy. And guess what? Beansy should have visited him in the can. That's how it works. You want to be friends and you want to be in his lifestyle. You got to play along. Otherwise, a guy like Richie is going to fucking cripple you. Was there a part there that Tony didn't, didn't – wasn't he getting his tributes from like every made guy in the area that one, the one episode where you know, yeah, he's getting envelopes? I think, yeah, but I think the big envelope is supposed to come from the boss. And it's revealed that I can't – is it in this episode or, or one later? I can't remember. It is revealed how much Tony gave him to get back on the street. And it's like the same amount that like their father gave to somebody else. Fucking, you know, 25 years earlier, which, you know, was honestly, it would have been way back more, would have been way more money back then. Like, this was the equivalent of Richie should have got 500 grand. He got like 50 grand. But it's, it's but it's a loan, though. It's not a gift. It, it's a, yeah, to get your, to get yourself started. You know, Richie got nothing from him. I didn't know that the, and, the boss was supposed to give out. Why would it, why would the boss do it and not tell his captains? Give give April five hundred grand. Well, because the boss is the one that was ultimately protected by you going in the can and not saying okay. anything to anybody. Okay. You know, like he's the guy that's got the most to lose, Tony. Well, so like as a, as a sign of uh, you know appreciation. Sure. Okay. But then Richie banging Janice. There's some truth to the like. He, yeah, he, he doesn't want to bang somebody well, else. He hates Janice. Yeah, he's, he hates Janice. Right. He's banging Janice with with a purpose in mind not just because he's attracted to her and they have a history right so i guess tony sees some of that just it just always feels to me like yes richie's done a lot of things wrong but i don't think tony's been like the perfect friend to him and not that he's supposed to be but this was his his best friend's brother he's done nothing but disrespect him the whole time since he got out that's funny it's interesting when you say yeah his best friend's brother there was instant animosity with these two. And that, oh, yeah. That is interesting you say that. And I wonder if just Tony always – well, I guess, you know, there's a history we don't necessarily know between the two of them. But, like, why Tony just genuinely you know, dislikes them from the beginning. I think a pretty good explanation for this is this is between season one and season two. And David Chase says we need a villain this season. Right, that, so mean, it's just going to make it, the, Tony's not going to like this guy. We're, pars, we're parsing it out as if this, there's a real history here, but the real history is they're like, all right, we need an idea for season number two. Yeah, what we, bums me out is that Richie, you know, quickly becomes one of my favorite Sopranos characters ever, and I, I don't get enough Richie yeah. in this series. We needed, that, we, that's my beef. We needed you in the writer's room to speak up and say, yeah, why does Tony hate his best friend's brother this much? <laughs> David but Chase would have said, shut up. It didn't, yeah, it didn't happen. Get, get me some coffee. Right. 
Exactly. Uh, all right. So uh, anyway, they have the he goes to the house and he leaves. Right? He says she's your fucking problem now, and he leaves. Yeah. Okay. So now we have uh, Christopher in the uh, in the improv class, and he's mm. uh, he does he's doing very well. Like you know, everyone's kind of impressed with, you know, like he asked he asked the dude from Office Space, uh, Manasa Hapapita Pedalon, that, that guy, Indian guy, yeah. He was in the scene. He's like he was supposed to be holding oranges, and he's like Christopher's like, "Ew, dropped all your oranges." He dropped the fucking oranges. He let his arms down. <laughs> so he's like, That's great. He's really understanding how improv works, and um, so now they uh, they had um, they're having a party for Furio at the house, and Christopher comes in after his class, and he's like, uh, "Oh, what's Furio doing here? What's he on vacation?" And uh, <laughs> Paulie's like, yeah, he saw he saw a travel poster for sunny New Jersey, <laughs> and uh, and so then Tony's like, Christopher, what's up with you know, it's light at these massage parlors, and they're like, uh, um, Paulie's like, he's like, yeah, he's whatever, and Paulie's like, yeah, and that Chinese cunt he's married to is a bad influence, right? And uh, everyone knows about her. Yeah, Tony, Tony's like. We'll handle it. Then he's like, hold on. He's, he's looking at Furio. Furio playing like a baby. And he looks like the nicest guy in the world. He's like, you know what? I'm going to give this to Furio. He's like, forget it. Forget it. I'll, I'll, uh, he tells Christopher, forget about it. He'll take care of it. Yeah. I mean, if we hadn't seen Furio, you know, you know slap the shit out of like a, a 12 year old over in, in Italy uh, a few episodes earlier, or actually, yeah. it might have been the last episode, we would have thought, oh, this guy seems like a fucking nice guy. Yeah. Um, he's very friendly. Everyone seems to love him. He's just kind of like, uh, he likes to dance and smile he's, and laugh. He's dancing, um, playing with babies. He's talking about watching American TV, I think. And, uh, you yeah. know, you know, wearing his Versace shirts and the whole deal. It's, it's fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> it's, I think it's, a, he compliments the television sets yeah. and he's, he's amazed at the wealth. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, so now... Tony goes to visit Hesh, and uh, he's oh, like, God. can I ask you something? And he, like, shuts the door. He's like, I got everything going for me. I got this, this. He's like, why am I always upset? And then Hesh is like, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm passing out. I'm like, getting so mad. I'm, I'm throwing phones in front of my son. And then Hesh is like, oh, yeah, your dad used to have, like, kind of panic attacks before. You, you know, back then we called them episodes and – you know, whatever the fuck, and and yeah, it was just you know that's that's they just dealt with it back then. They didn't know what it was, and then you know, so a little a little aha moment here for Tony that his dad had him too. Yeah, it's 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 cool. I mean, you know, we knew that there had to be some sort of uh, connection to his father. You know, some sort of history there. Yeah, he's like, yeah, your dad banged his head and like passed out and hit his head on the cigarette machine and. And um, yeah. at a certain point, I think in this 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 was the first conversation where at, they're both having separate conversations to each other. It's fucking great. It's so it's so beautiful. Hesh is talking about one thing. Tony's talking about another. And Hesh, this might not have been it. it might happen the next time. But I'll get there. Um, oh yeah, I think it does yeah. happen the next time. Uh, Christopher calls up his acting teacher and he wants to change his scene, and she does. She gives him a different one. Um, Rebel without a cause, right? He, it, oh yeah, wait. He, at first, he, she gives him the uh, gentleman caller from—I can't remember the name of the fucking 
from the name of the movie or play or whatever. Yeah. But remember, it's like about a guy who's like a, a guy who's trying to woo this woman in a wheelchair. Uh, I, oh, fuck. Christopher had some funny lines about it. I can't remember it now. I might have them. It might be a scene after this. But or, remember, he's like, it's just a minor defect. He's like, minor defect. She's in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I didn't write that down. Uh, it's just, it's always made me laugh. He, yeah, because Adriana's like fucking laughing at him. Yeah, I, you know what? I take five pages of notes, like per episode. I can't, I can't write everything down. It's impossible. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you're writing every line. Or So now, very interestingly, we're at, on Tony's boat. He's with Arena, and she is feeding ducks. And, and, interesting. And the first thing you hear, you hear her voice like saying, poor creatures, as she's feeding them. Like, you know, yeah. she's saying it nicely, but I mean, God, this, I mean, this is either heavy handed or just a great, you know, yeah. Tony is. Uh, I, Tony's, I think it's, no, I don't think it's heavy handed. I kind of like the use of it there. Well, Tony, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you there because she's calling these ducks a poor creature. Tony feels such affinity with these ducks, and Tony is a yeah. poor He's a poor creature, even though he he, you don't you don't look at him and think that. But he's as much a poor creature as anybody on Earth. He's messed up. Um, she's feeding him cheese doodles. He tells he tells her to stop, and they get in an argument about it. And then there's a of Russian course. guy in the boat next to her, and this guy's wearing some crazy fucking European outfit, and he's talking to her, you know, in Russian, saying, "Oh, you know, Americans are pieces of shit. I could have get you." You know, a nice Russian guy. She's like, you know, if I wanted to work in a factory in Kazakhstan, I would have stayed there. And then, right. you know, Tony's like, what did, what did he say? And she's like, I don't even forget what she said. Like, nothing. He's like, it didn't sound like nothing. So he goes over there. He's like, you want to get involved? And he grabs this guy by his balls. And he, you know, he's threatening him and whatever. And, and uh, I guess smacks him around a little bit. And then he goes back. Yeah. What? No, I was gonna say you're right. That guy was dressed like uh, fucking. It's like Yakov Smirnoff or or the wild and crazy guys. Remember that old Steve yes. Martin? And <laughs> he's like one of those guys. Tony even referenced. He's, he's selling DVDs on a corner somewhere. Yeah, he was wearing yellow pants. And Tony's like even referencing. He's like, "What are you talking about?" Like you know, he even mentioned his yellow pants before he started fucking with him. Yeah, yeah wearing, his outfit did come up. He's wearing another Versace shirt and uh, a funny hat and. Um, so then he's like, you know, then he comes back on his boat and he's like, we got to get out of here. This guy's running. We're going to he's going to call the cops. So then they leave. Um, a, uh, Christopher's doing his scene with Adriana. And I think it's the rebel without a cause one. And it's I really like this part where Adriana is acting with him. And I think this is great acting by by Drea here where she's. She's acting with him for this scene. She's Adriana trying to act but can't act as a- right. Adriana can act. And she just says it like like so bland. But she's not trying to say it bland. Adriana's trying to act it but she can't. I don't know. I just really enjoy those. No, it's meta. It's yes, very meta. I enjoy her I line readings as like, you know, Adriana trying to trying to act but can't help. Oh, I love when she's helping him out. Yeah, yeah with the acting, it's great. And both she, times in the episode, and she can't help but laugh. And he's like, "You're so good." And <laughs> and, uh, and I, I think this is the conversation where she's like, "Yeah, acting is 
his emotions or listening or something. He's like, how the fuck do you know that from fucking hostess and tables? Like, he always has to be such, he's a, such a prick. Dick. Yeah, I know. Like, she got him the, the, these right. lessons. She's, he's such an asshole. He really is. She's like, I'm doing this for you. And, you know, I know how much you were frustrated. And, yeah, he's such a prick. I don't know why we like this guy, but we do. Well, because he's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, his his comic timing is unbelievable. <laughs> he's like fucking Dave Chappelle, but he's just an asshole. <laughs> uh, now, next scene where Tony's back at Hesh's house. Hesh, at this point, at night, he's bored. He's like sleeping, listening to Tony. And yeah, he woke him up, right? He, uh, yeah, I think he, so. He woke Hesh up, I think. And then Tony's like, oh, what the fuck? Then go to sleep. And, like, Hesh got yeah, real offended. Jesus He's Christ. like, easy does it, Laddie Buck. This is the first time yeah. I heard Laddie Buck. The second I was never heard it before. that guy to the Barones kid. And that's the only two times I've ever heard of this Laddie Buck phrase. Um, Who says it to Barone's kid? When Barone tells whoever bought his dad's company that he can't sell it to him. And he's like, that's your problem, Laddie Buck. Oh, oh, is this when they're like, uh, the when he's course. about to take his boat out? Oh, that was on the golf on course. On the golf course. Got it. Um, this was a really great dueling conversation after that. Like, Hesh is talking about, I don't know, like, some medical problem he had and Tony's talking. I mean, it was fucking great. It was, it was, yeah. it was just a tremendous job of acting, writing. It was amazing. Neither one listening yeah. to the other, both talking about different stuff. It was awesome. That was great. There's just fucking two morons sitting there, like, late at night. Um, and I guess it was also kind of showing, like, Tony's – he's got nobody to go to. He's not seeing Melfi mm-hmm. now. He's got nobody to, to go to, and this is about the best he can do is talk to Hash, and Nick can't even fucking communicate. Yeah. Um, Chris's scene now is, is from Rebel Without a Cause, and he's really great in it, and he actually cries. And everyone is just amazed and like applauding like crazy. Um, and then he just he gets embarrassed and just storms, runs out. Yes. Uh, Furio, we see Furio. He's he's on the on the line at Vesuvio's and he's smoking and he's making like, I don't know, mozzarella, whatever you do with that. And, uh, you know, they make, <laughs> him, they make him use an ashtray and all this stuff. And uh, he goes out. And uh, Pauly and Pussy are there. Then Johnny Sack comes in. They kind of introduce themselves. Like, it was real amiable. Well, but... well Pussy's like, hey, Furio. Like, he oh, pronounces yeah, his yeah. name wrong. He's, like, such a dick. He is. Yeah, he's, like, making fun of him. Completely making fun of him. And, and then Johnny Sack comes in, and he's got, like, an erection in his pants when he sees Furio. He's like, yeah. oh, hey, I heard about you. Great to meet you. Like he he loves the fact that Furio is there. Yeah. I don't know why Johnny Sack was so excited. Yeah, well, well, then I think when as the scene progressed, when they so so then Paulie's like, all right, so Furious is down. Paulie's like, all right, pussy, you gotta give us a give, leave us alone for a second. Pussy's like, I'm fucking mean. hilarious. And then Paulie gets the you know the snap. Yeah, hey, sweetie, do me a favor, keep this warm, keep this warm. <laughs> <laughs> and Furio looks right at Pussy. He's like, yeah, man, you gotta leave. So yeah, like, I took that as bitch. like Johnny Sack knew that they were going to have this discussion. And so but yeah, every the cool greeting and everything just completely went instantly like, yeah, pussy got to get up. And of course, pussy being pussy says, oh, that's good. I had to make a call anyway. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know. Well, it's terrible acting mixed with a, a 
ridiculous response. Sure. Reminds me of someone who does want to be in a fantasy league or doesn't want to be in it and says goodbye a zillion times. Yeah, I'm done. I, don't, I suck at it, but still wants to be in even deep down. Right. Whatever. There might be some yeah. made up, you know, statement yeah. at the end to, right. to make them feel better. I, I hear you. Uh, now, Push goes right to, he's a diner, he's a Skip, the FBI guy, and he's bitching about everything. And then Skip is bitching to him about getting passed over, too, like in the FBI. Um, oh, that's a perfect ploy, though. That's how you get them yes. on your, that's how you get them. It's that, uh, what do they call that, Stockholm Syndrome or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's where, you know, now Pussy's going to start to relate to him, and that then they hook you that way. Right, they end the end they end an agreement that the world is full of scumbags. Right, um, Melfi, hold on. Oh, Melfi's back with Elliot. She apologizes for her outburst. Uh, she starts breaking down, crying. Um, she's drinking, right? She admits to drinking. Yeah, she's but she says she's taking him back, and he's like, "Do you do you have any sexual feelings for him?" She's like, "Not sexual feelings, you know, just personal ones." And she's like, he's such a little boy sometimes. Immediately. Yeah, that's it. weird. Yeah. But he is. He, de- he certainly is. Um, well, right. But she's a therapist. You know, what? Not, not his mother. It's just odd. Yeah. I guess she's, you know, she's, she is taken with him. I mean, you know. Yeah. She shouldn't take him back as a client. I think Elliot's right. Yeah. This, you know, but hey, this is the show. That's what we needed to see was her to take them back. It's just, you know. Yes. All the warning signs are there. This is another writer's room of, all right, we have to get them back in the room again. Um, just just as two actors, how awesome it is. And oh, uh, of course, they're like, all right, five episodes. We waited long enough to not have them together. Yeah, yeah they made us wait long enough. Um. But as she's saying, after she says he's such a little boy sometimes, it's an instant cut to him in the car outside the massage parlor. You know, just he's like so excited. He's like giving Furio the details. And uh, so Furio comes in and, man, he does this thing. He's got oh, he has a baseball bat and he like beats the the Chinese woman, I think, instantly or, you know, then he... Well, he smashes the glass to get in Smashes first, the glass. Right? He's hitting a few of the guys that run out. He, he fires a gun into the ceiling. Uh, then he goes into the back room and, like, breaks and the guy. he's dragging arm. someone. Yeah. Isn't he's, he dragging... He's dragging, he the, dragging Chinese, the wife? The Chinese wife or whatever, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, you know, he's giving her, you know, throws her a few punches. She's on the ground. He's, you know, beating the fuck out of that dude, shoots him in the knee. You know, there's wads of cash <laughs> on the on the on the fucking desk. You get a get a couple statazit butana. Yeah, statazit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really and beautiful. Ch- and Tony's <laughs> chuckling. Tony's in the car just chuckling, listening yeah. to the screams and he the gunshots. The screams, the gunshots, and he's just loving it, just enjoying his cigar and uh and then at one point the Chinese woman tried to like looks at him and he like you like fake, you know, punches her and she flinches and and uh yeah, so he takes all the money, so it was perfect and he comes on out and they drive they drive away. Yeah. Uh but and as, Melfi calls Tony. Correct. At, in the middle of all that, Melfi calls or as it's ending. And of course, Tony, just like Pussy, just like our other friend, is like, nah, yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, completely lying right. about his situation. 
Oh, she's like, well, I'll leave the spot open for you if you want to come. He's like, yeah, you know. He's of course he declines. And you know, like she's got to beg. He's you know he's 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 flipping out, talking the hash, and God, it would just kill him to admit it first. That's what's that's what's the problem with these motherfuckers. Just admit the first, admit the thing you did wrong first. Oh, nobody owns their shit. You know that that's a lot of the problems. I agree with you. If we think about my life the past couple weeks. If somebody would have just admitted that they fucked up first, we just want to be in the spot we're in. Well, ego. Ego gets in the way, usually. And Tony's got a big fucking ego. Yeah. Um, back to the acting class. Ah, great part. They're saying, so that they're doing the thing where they're just saying the letter A and the letter B back and forth to each other. It's and, very annoying. And the teacher's like, look at that. Look how great... Just by saying A and B, how you get different emotions and all. So now, like a full conversation yeah. without even saying anything. So Christopher goes up with the guy who played his father in the in the uh, East of Eden. Was it East of Eden? East of Eden scene, whatever that James Dean movie. Rebel without a cause. Rebel without a cause. There you go. Um, and so it's the same guy he was crying on, like on his leg. And so, <laughs> yeah. This dude says A. And then immediately gets punched in the face. Well, the guy says A in the most annoying way possible. He's like, A. (laughs) And, yeah, Christopher just unloads on him, starts beating the shit out of him. And then he runs out of class. That was funny. Uh, And Adriana. uh, So I think this is where he says, you know, what the fuck you're talking about. But it is. She says something like, you know, this is where. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah, that's where she says, well, maybe all those emotions came out about your father, like it made you think about your father, right. Dickie Moltisanti, and um, yeah, and then he insults her, like the prick that he is. Right. Mitch was a stand-in for his dad, and he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're a fucking hostess. Um, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think she had some, she had probably had some insight here. A lot of therapy. She was this, definitely this right. Yeah, she was correct. Uh, so... Now we have Tony at Melfi's office. He shows up, obviously. Um, he tells her, he's like, well, I found out my, my father had panic attacks. Um, you know, she's like, and then she says to him, she's like, hey, if you want to be a better gangster leader or mob leader or something like that, you know, read Sun Tzu. And, and uh, you know, he's like, oh, she's getting a little fresh here. And uh, he's telling her about it. He's like, yeah, of course he has to tell her. You know where you know where I was when you called me to come back. I was uh, outside listening to one of my guys. You know, he's like outside a whorehouse. Yeah, or something, outside a whorehouse. Yeah, says. outside of, collecting outside a whorehouse, and he was you know taking care of business in there to get his money. And he's like, I wish it was me in there. And uh, she says, Oh yeah, giving the beating or taking it. It's it's one of the best lines of the series. It is. It really is. It really, truly sums up a lot about Tony's character and the depression and the self-loathing, and she just nails it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't even know what more to say about it. You're right. It's This is, the like, one of the lines of the series, you know. It is. 18 episodes. In, in. At least in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And, she, you know, it, it's almost like, yeah, she was she was definitely had an edge to her this this session she was like a little tough and she didn't I think because she didn't want because I think Elliot did at least you know her therapist made her feel at least like look if you're taking this guy on like just do your job 
This can't be about you miss him. This is a friendship. Like, he's your patient. Yeah. Stop pussyfooting around. You know what he is. Just stop lying to one another and be be real about it. And I think that's what she was trying to do. And, and yeah, she was getting a little fresh, no doubt. Yeah. She's probably not really afraid of him, though. Like, I think she realizes at this point he's not going to kill her. Right? Like, he's, she probably feels I think a, so. a good amount of comfort with him that he's not going to really harm her. No matter how many times he calls her a cunt to her <laughs> yeah. face. And smashes a desk and, yeah. and gets like an inch with it. You know, his nose is an inch away from hers. Some re- Somehow she's not afraid. But I think you're right. She doesn't seem to be. No. Um, I don't know what this means. So Christopher says, you bark, I bite. I don't know. I guess he was apologizing to Adriana. Maybe? I don't remember. Um, but You bark, I bite. That That... Oh, that's his uh, no. So, oh, oh, that's what it is. That's, <laughs> that's his screenplay that's, that he tosses in the fucking trash. That's what it was, right? At the end of the episode. I'm sorry. Yes, that's what it was. That was the title of one of his screenplays. You bark, I bite. And yeah. he 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 takes that and a couple of others, and he takes out some discs and gets them in a bag, yeah. throws them on the trash. So as he's walking out to the dumpster, he's walking down like a dark hallway. And as he's walking yeah. out, the camera's kind of like, like, going with him. And as he walks out of that tunnel, it's bright light. And then, bright light as he goes to the dumpster, throws the trash in there, and then he turns around, and walks right back into the darkness. It's one of my favorite closing moments in the entire series. That episode. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it just because of the way they shot it. Um, I, I certainly like Christopher. And it's him just throwing away his, his dream. He's like, this is my dream. It's opening up too much in me. I, I, I can't handle it, and I'm out. And I just like the symbolism there and him just yeah. tossing in the garbage. I mean, yeah. I mean, it says on the nose as it gets, but it was beautifully, beautifully shot. It was. It was cool. There was a couple other... Van Patten moments. Um, even in the house, there was, you're like, the camera is behind Tony's back. And then it does this great swing around, you know, facing him. Um, you know, it's definitely not on like those, uh, what are those tracks that the cameras are called? They might just be called tracks. But this is definitely like yeah, a handheld camera behind him, which is a great swing around. There was a lot of those good moves in this show. There was always some good stuff happening direction wise. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look into well, – well, we'll talk about it, but what else You know, Van Patten directed? What other episodes? I, I can't remember. Yeah, there was a bunch. He, oh. he probably directed at least 20. Oh, wow. Did he really? No. No shit. Hold on. Say, Talk about something else. Do you, uh, give, well, your, I mean, give your sum talking... up. Do we need a grade? Uh, For this episode? Yeah. Don't we do that? Forget. We do. God, it's been a while. Um, this episode was a B plus. What made it not an A? Oh, I don't know. It's not. It, it, there wasn't anything in there that moved the story along all that much for me. I think there was a little bit of filler. Sometimes in Soprano seasons in the middle, um, it just gets a little bit weird. 
This is episode five, so we're, what, almost halfway through a, the Soprano season, right? I think there were 13 episodes every season. Mm-hmm. I didn't find all that much there that I loved. Um, there were, indi- again, this is one of those episodes where there, there were individual scenes that I liked a lot. Um, certainly the Christopher scenes, uh, anytime Richie was on, on camera, um, but I was kind of getting bored with Melfi and Elliot. Hmm. Um, the Tony and Hesh stuff was funny to me, but again, just filler. Well, why is he going to Hesh? I guess because he's trying to replace his psychiatrist. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think you're. Just, yeah, I think this. you're off here. I don't think there's filler. I think I think every scene was valuable. Every scene was valuable. Hmm. Yeah, the hash stuff. Yeah, I, I like the hash stuff. I don't know. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm just gonna give it an A, but it's not like. That's fine. I didn't get. It's not like I gave it a D. No, I gave it no, a B plus. I know that's cool. It's cool. You know, they still executed well. Take it easy. And like Take I, it I said, easy. and <laughs> start the <laughs> And like I said, uh, you know, the ending, the final scene, one of my favorite final shots in the series. So yeah, that's why I thought. Um, you know, I thought your B plus was odd. That's all. Well, the, the maybe that's why I got the B plus. Um, so, God, he's done a lot. He's done 17 he's episodes. Done... Would, would you like to hear him? Which ones? Why not? I'm reading through. Okay. He did Johnny Cakes. He did the Johnny Cakes episode. You're going fucking backwards? No, I, I went all the way, uh, hang oh. on, Johnny Cakes. I mean, backwards. I think I'm going forwards. <laughs> no, you got to start in season one where he started. Uh, what are we going through? Every episode this guy fucking did? He did. A, he, did he directed 17 episodes. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, he did a lot of good wait, ones. He did pine. He did pine barrens. Yeah, man. I thought that. I thought that. Um. Shit, I thought that that was uh, Steve Buscemi. That's interesting. Hmm, I thought that was, actually. I thought he was. I thought it was Buscemi. Yeah, too. it says. No, wait. It says it was the first of four episodes of the series directed by Steve Buscemi. So why are they saying Van Patten? Oh, so the tele the teleplay was written by Terrence Winter from a story idea by Winter and Tim Van Patten. Oh. So Van Patten had a hand in the story, but he did not direct that episode. So he doesn't get Pine Barrens. Okay. But he did do the Le- the Legend of Tennessee Moltisanti. Yeah. So that was season one, right? Mm-hmm. And that was Christopher's first foray into writing screen screenwriting yes so it's interesting that he returned for that same story um in season two uh so he did commendatory great episode i like commendatory yes um big girls don't cry and then house arrest Mm -hmm. that's coming up that's episode 11 i i think i remember it but i'm not gonna sit here and speculate he did the more foo more foo Second opinion. Oh, that's with uh, Junior and the cancer, right? And then, well, so three that season. And then, pro, I don't know how to say it, Prosha uh, Lavushka. Oh, yeah, when uh, Livia died? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great one. In the middle of this, he's doing The Wire. This guy's fucking great. Um, then season... Oh, sentencing. He did the final episode of season one in The Wire. Yeah. Oh, that's a great episode. Yeah, he's done a lot of Christopher, shit, Christopher, whoever did this, Calling All Cars, All Your Sex in the Cities, un- un- Unidentified Black Males, Two Tonys, Long-Term Parking, um, Members Only, Live Free or Die, Johnny Cakes, Cold Stones, 
soprano home movies, chasing it, the second coming. Yeah, he's uh He's he's done, he's done some Game of Thrones shit. episodes. Yeah. He did some Black Mirror. I like this Tim Van Patten. Yeah. It, it's a shame that these are the you know, these are these guys should be really I don't know. We should know more about I mean, them or they well, should be celebrated. Sex in the City, he did the series finale. Did? The, the, the two episodes that ended the series. He was executive producer on Bulwark Empire. I still say you should watch that. Yeah, it could be one that, you know, obviously I have to get to Mad Men first before Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. But I don't know. I've heard some some negative about Boardwalk Empire. I don't care. A little slow, isn't it? No. It wasn't slow. No? No. Okay. I don't know. Like, part of me wants to watch uh, Peaky Blinders before I watch Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying yet. It's, it's drop everything, but I think you should fit it in. Okay. I will do that. I mean, what? You don't like Steve Buscemi anymore? No, I love Steve Buscemi. That's what I'm saying. Oh, what's, what's not to like about him? But uh, he's not that whole show. What? Like there are other characters on Boardwalk Empire. It's not just him. Well, he's the main guy. Yeah. What was his name? Nucky something or other? Yeah, Nucky Thompson. Nucky Thompson. Well, that's our Sopranos review for this week. There it is. So congratulations, Pat. You uh, you did it. Talked us into getting back to our Sopranos, our Jersey roots. You shamed us. Yeah. Well, it's our. It's the motto, or not the motto. It's our credo. What is it? Yeah. Fucking movies like, about crime. Yeah. yeah. TV shows about crime. Football kids. Movies about crime. It's our mission statement. Yeah. We we got to stick to it. So Pat just kept us honest. I'm glad. Yeah. Even though. Uh, go ahead. Oh no! I was about to move us along. Yeah. So, go ahead. Uh, move us you, along. You, have th- uh, you know, you want to talk a little bit about? Um, I I don't know how much there is to say about the Eagles right now. I wanted to just, you know, put our predictions out there for the Thursday night game, uh, which would be the Packers-Bears. But uh, Eagles, I don't, I don't know. There, there's a couple things to say, I guess. Some some roster moves. But it's honestly, before the season starts, it's, it's very fucking boring in town, I got to say. I haven't watched a minute of preseason. Oh, me, me neither. Um, Not at all. You know, I guess I guess it's it's slightly interesting that uh, Wendell Smallwood was cut, and um, yeah, who's that? Who's that tall guy I liked running back? Uh, oh shit, Adams or something yeah, like that. Josh, Josh Adams maybe. Something. Josh Adams. Um, yeah, he's gone. I mean, where? Oh shit, I had this. Well, we got Miles Sanders now. We got Jordan Howard. Then you have Clement, and you have Sproles. And I don't know one or two other douchebags. So, so Carson Wentz, Josh McCown is number two. Nate Sudfeld, the quarterback we drafted, got cut. I think the Cowboys picked them up, which is funny. Um, Jordan Howard, <laughs> Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles, Corey Clement. I mean, we love Darren Sproles around here. It is interesting that that Smallwood couldn't be kept around. But adios to a Super Bowl champ. Yeah, I mean, Smallwood, he got a ring at least. Yeah. Uh, Alshon, Deshaun, Aguilar, J. 
J.G. Whiteside, whatever his, how you ever say his middle name there, or his first name, and uh, Mac Hollins. Nothing surprising there. Is Hollins back? Yeah, he's I not. So. He's not still injured. I don't think so. Oh, so he's back this year. Okay. Uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Uh, offensive line, really no surprises. Peters, uh, Samula, Kelsey Brooks, Lane Johnson, Andrew Dillard, Vitai, Matt Pryor, Jordan. Uh, Malata and Nate Herberg. I don't know who that is. Herbig. Who's the draft pick? Dillard, right? Dillard, yep. Uh, defensive line, Derek Barnett, Fletcher Carks, Malik Jackson, I think we're going to be thrilled with. Brandon Graham, Vinnie Curry, Josh Sweat, Sharif Miller, Deshaun Hall, Tim Jernigan, Hassan Ridgeway. Where we just picked him up, right? Ridgeway? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. I think so. Uh, linebackers, Bradham, Grugier Hill, Brown. Nate. Well, Grugier Hill just got put on the IR, I think. Oh, did he? I thought so. Someone's on the PUP. I think that's Jalen Mills. Uh, yeah, Jalen Mills, who was going to be... Uh, we were going to be doing massive shout-outs to him all this year because he, he liked a couple Garden State of Mind posts. That's true. Or stories or whatever on Instagram, and now we can't even... Uh, we'll still talk him up, but you know, wow. what am I going to say? He's fucking sitting on the sideline well? I mean... Oh, he's got time. He's got time to Damn listen it. now. Oh no, he does. No, Cravion LeBlanc. Cravion LeBlanc is on IR. Sorry, I just looked. I just saw that right now. That happened today. Yeah, Fuck. it's it's weird. They just signed him to a an extension. Yeah, and put him on IR. I don't understand that, but okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, Jalen Mills is on the pup. So what does that mean on the pup? Physically unable to perform. At, like, is that the same as injury reserve? No. Like, injury reserve, it can be either a season or, I don't know, like a certain time frame. Like, I don't know, eight weeks or, or six weeks, I think. And then... There's like a nice... There's a long minimum there, though. Isn't right. There? You have to with, do the with IR. On, the, on the IR. I think the PUP, you can kind of... It's designated. It doesn't count on against something. I don't know. I mean... Okay. Who knows? Um... Like Richard Rogers is on IR, um, but I saw, and we waved uh, Aziz Shitu, one of the most unfortunate names <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Yes, sin. Uh, thought he had a chance, but um, so I mean, I don't, <laughs> Dude, you, you know what? For him. I'm I, I'm a little sad about uh, Cravon and and Jalen, and me too. You know, do we want to talk about the schedule now? Since we're, now, the thing is, since we didn't watch preseason, we really, no one shows anything in preseason. Basically, week one, two, and three is preseason. So it's really, yeah, there's nothing to draw from the preseason. I have a couple thoughts. We, we, we did go through the schedule, by the way, like back in the winter. I know. When the schedule was first released. Well, we can't go through it now? We can go through it again, sure. Because I, I have a thought. Let's do it. I have a thought. Um... So week one is home against Washington. All right, so this is the easiest of easy wins. I think the line's eight and a half, and I'm already laying it. I don't care. It's division, and Redskins play is tough, and that right. Carson may be very well be rusty, but... Um, no, the Eagles aren't losing to the Redskins. That's not no, going to happen this year. It's not. It's not happening. I'm worried about this point spread. and But I, I'm expecting heavy doses of Miles Sanders, and I think... It's our time to have kind of a real running back. And then even, what's his name? Uh, 
Jordan Howard yeah. and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's solid there. So the following good one-two punch. The following week is at Atlanta, 8 p.m. Now I, I kind of chalked this up as an easy win when the schedule. You did, and I told you no. You did. Here's what I'm going to say. I think it's a win, but my ultimate point is I think it's going to be a, become a signature win. I think the Falcons are going to be good this year. So I'm not looking at this as just a, we're steamrolling everybody. I think this is going to be an, a very early, very good win when the season ends. It's going to be a tough one. The Falcons have one of the best offensive lines in football, I think. Um, I don't know if their defense improved or not. I don't, I don't think their defense is ever all that, that much. They had so many injuries last year. On, on, they on did. Defense. Last year was a tough one for them. And you know, um, Matt- I don't know. Sunday night game in Atlanta. This is a tough one, man. I'm curious to see what the line's going to be. It is. I mean, you know, we, look. I wanted the birds to win too. We I'm do beat them. This, this isn't a. This is what I'm saying. Like Matt Ryan quietly had a great year last year, and yes, you know, I know you don't want to talk about fantasy, but I famously traded him after week one because. When they when they play the Eagles week one in Philly, you know they what they scored ten points like he couldn't do fucking shit. I was like, you know what? I'm not watching this guy all fucking <laughs> season. I'm trading him away, and he basically lit up the league for the rest of the season. But yeah, that paid off for you. Yeah, I'm, you know, sometimes I get emotional with my you know in fantasy. Um, right. But I I I I'm expecting a good year out of Ryan, and I think Julio Jones will come through on, with touchdowns for people. But um. Yeah, I just think this is going to end up being a really good win for us. I think, but I think they're going to win. Okay. Um, they, I, at the very, I, I'm not saying I, they definitely won't. I just, eh, the, I don't see it just yet. At the very least, they'll rattle or get to Ryan in crunch time. Yeah. Look, I may have a very different opinion after watching Week One. If they slaughter the Redskins and everything looks to be on point, you know, I I, I kind of have to see how Carson comes out. Uh, well, I mean, I'm 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 already decided that Carson's going to be coming out great. Um, what, okay. what I'm also deciding is this game's not going to be 15-12 like the last two times. It'll be, you know, 35-28. You know, it, it'll be a, you know, not maybe not that high scoring, but you know, we got Deshaun running around on on turf, and you know, I I think you know Alshon's fully healthy again. I think this is going to be a nice a nice game. And then the you know the Falcons will get theirs. I just think that's what I think. Ah, I got what you think. All You're right. good. Um, that's fine. It's like I vehemently disagree with you. I'm just you know I'm not. I don't have the same amount of confidence. But uh, the Lions week three. That's just yeah. a joke. Say it. That's at home. Yeah. So yeah, I'm it's... I'm in three and zero. Oh. You know you mm-hmm. you can. I I'm not gonna you know two and one. I can understand, but I'm I'm still gonna be a three and zero oh here. Um, then we're going to th- uh, Thursday night at Green Bay. Yeah, and so where do you stand there? This, I mean, this is going to be the tricky part is we have no idea what's going to be happening out of Green Bay. Um, They're going to be good. Green Bay is going to be good. Yeah, they will, but, it, you know, who knows if this coach doesn't, you know, it's going to be hard to corral Rodgers at this point in his career. Like he, you know. Well, I, I don't know that you need to as long as you're giving the guy a game plan that makes sense. Like I, I don't. I think the problem was, you, yeah, you couldn't corral 
Rodgers over the last few years because he hated what McCarthy was doing. Well, so he just went on his own. What's the coach's name? Mc, Mc, Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. So, where's he from? Oh, shit. I don't know. Right. Is he Miami? I can't remember. Anyway, we don't know what his system is, if it's going to be good. We don't know if it's going to take more than four weeks to get it all rolling. And let's assume it won't. I mean, we don't know because of preseason. Uh, I just feel like I want to make this 4-0. All right. 4-0. So they beat he, they beat the Falcons and the Packers. Yeah. Got it. In Green Bay, no less. Home to the Jets, 5-0. and Yeah, sure. At Minnesota. At the Vikings, week six. All right. If you want to why is here. this where you're going to run? Why? Why is this the one? The Kirk Cousins that you, you spit on. All right, this really isn't my one. All right, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to listen to you for a second. I'm, all right, 5-0, and 6-0, Minnesota. Right, you should be 6-0. and You never give the Vikings no. any respect. Well, why would why you should I? Win why here? would I? Why would anybody? Well, because they're one of the best defenses over the past three years, but... Yeah. You right. you just gloss over that all the time. Well, they let the they uh, let the Bears second stringers beat them, so the Eagles make the playoffs last year, and the Eagles yeah. murdered them the year before. So that defense, yeah. give me a break. So we're seven and zero. They did that without Dalvin Cook. They didn't have Dalvin Cook last year. Uh, okay. Um, it, it makes a difference. Is all I'm saying. But um, okay. So I'm they're six and zero. I'm probably going to that Dallas game at Dallas Sunday night. I'm going to say 7 and 0 just cuz I'm there. That's that's the main reason. Okay. This seems like a very realistic um uh, turn of events here. I think I've said this from the day 1. The follow, the following week in Buffalo they lose. Yeah, this I feel, I feel like you got this all wrong. Not all wrong. I feel like you're off. You're you're one you're two games off here. But all right, so you got 7 and 1 after week 8. Why the Bills? Why will the Bills beat them? Uh, Who's the quarterback? Josh Allen? First of all, yeah. It's it's the nah, that he's not going to beat the Eagles. First of all, it's a third straight road game. Just that's just tough, no matter yeah. who you are. Uh, I and I think it could very well be a trap game after the wonderful Dallas win on Sunday night. You know, you're then you're coming home to the Bears. You know, I, I just Buffalo has a good defense. I don't know. This is yeah. This, Buffalo does have a good defense, but they don't have a good offense. Well, maybe Josh Allen's okay. going to be healthy this year. It's interesting that this is the team that you picked to beat them. I they play some heavy hitters I hate, here I, I in hate, the first seven weeks. I hate to be happy on October 27th when the Eagles lose to the Bills. But if I have to be, I will. I just think they're losing this game. And I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so in seven weeks, they play Green Bay, Dallas, Minnesota, Atlanta. You have them beating all four of those teams and then losing to Buffalo. Well, here's this is weird. Here's the other reality. Why I wanted to give them a loss in Minnesota is because I don't want to give them the loss in Dallas because I don't want to see them lose two years in a row in person in Dallas. So I'm, I'm more than happy to give them a loss in Minnesota. Yeah, this is for your own right. But I got in it. Green Bay. Listen, I I am not buying Rodgers just yet. I I need to say it. I, <laughs> what do you mean you're not buying Rodgers? And this, and I'm not buying that he he doesn't need you to buy. I don't him. know what this offense is doing. This new offense is doing, and we know he's such a fucking it, baby. If he doesn't it, exactly it, love this offense, he'll be crying about it. But oh, you know, wait because, a second, wait a second. You but, and I talked last season 
about all the mistakes that McCarthy made. Yeah, I know. We both read this article, and Rodgers was just as much of a prick to McCarthy yes. as McCarthy was to Rodgers. I get that. But on the football field, Rodgers was the one that was correct, and McCarthy's the one that was wrong. It was. Think of some of the play calling that we watched. This is awful. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't even remember at this point. Uh, yeah, it, it, I hear you. That, well, I mean, that, we're not Green Bay fans. Was that my so. argument? The bad play calling from Mike McCarthy, or just yes, McCarthy's play calling was atrocious. Yeah, we've talked about it many times. How how Rodgers was wasting away in Green Bay. All these these years of talent just wasted by Mike McCarthy. Yes, that was a real conversation we had. Multiple times. He undermined this guy everywhere he went. You know, we know he was a complete bitch about other That's because McCarthy didn't draft him. Receiver. Yeah, you, you know. Some some quarterbacks get drafted late and go on to become the best quarterback in history. Others cry and, you know, only win one Super Bowl. Well, he's only got one as of right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, 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 then I can't wait to see this LaFleur offense with Rodgers at the helm. I'm sure I'll be I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest show on turf. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest show ever. I'm just saying I think it's going to be better and, than what it was last year. And now your boy has, has a roadblock with the Eagles for the next three, four years. He does. So I'm not sure about his second ring. Yeah, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. Uh, listen, you're the Rodgers hater. I'm just here trying to speak truth about the guy's talent. All right. Well, you know, listen, if he goes rogue the first four weeks of the season, you know, I, I, when he goes rogue, I'm not – of course, he could beat anybody. But, you know, he's been going rogue, you know. we all Everyone gets amazed by his fucking Hail Marys and, you know, whatever. Yeah, you you really hate it. You turned last last season. I have to reread that somewhere article along the because, way. Yeah, he was a bigger prick than you're just glossing over. And we McCar- no, he was a prick. I said he was a prick to McCarthy, and McCarthy was a prick to McCarthy's him. McCarthy's a moron. I'm not saying he's not, but you know, every play, whatever play he called, Rogers is gonna like, you know, fucking be pissed about it. <laughs> uh, Darren Rogers, man. All right, so. Um, so then they got the Bears. Yeah. I don't know. What's that? It's home. I mean, it's got to be They should beat the it's Bears. It's got to be a win. They should beat the Bears. I don't care about Khalil Mack. That, that, that should have nothing to do with anything. The Bears' offense shouldn't beat the Eagles' defense. All right. I'm going to say, yeah, they'll be 7-2 and two here. There's two losses. Uh, I don't know what they are. Okay, um, so you acknowledge there's definitely a loss something, in, in somewhere. Some, uh, Buffalo and somebody else. Okay, thank you. All right, seven thank and you. two. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think there is what this is the record that I think. I just thought there was at least one loss in there. Bye week. All right. Yeah, bye week. So um, now then the Patriots. They were on the road for three games in in October mm-hmm. to close out October. November third, home for the Bears. Bye week, and then. Two two more games at home. So basically, from when they fly back from Buffalo, October twenty seventh, they are home until November sixteenth. They're home for almost a month. No planes, no nothing. That's great. I'm sorry, more than that. Oh shit! Way more. Oh my god! They come home on the twenty seventh from Buffalo. 
and then they play Seattle on November 24th. They are, yeah, they are home for more than a month. So whatever, whatever problems they had on the road in that bye week and then home, home, New England and Seattle, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, I like these as both, both as wins. They, I think they definitely beat New England after their bye, and I think they beat Seattle. They finally have Seattle at home. Yeah, I nine and, uh, that's nine uh, and two. Let's see. Patriots in November. Uh, that's a tough one, but yeah, it's it's at home. So I agree with you. I think they do beat the Patriots. So all right, all right so, so say, would you say? All right, let's say the Patriots. Eight and let's two. Say the Patriots are eight. They're beating and two. the Seahawks. Fine, let's give them a loss to the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't think they're going to beat the Seahawks. Because that's eight and three. Because now Russell Wilson beats us. Now the rest of the year at Miami. Home to the Giants at Washington, home for Dallas at the Giants for the end of the year. I barely see any losses there. Yeah, right. So yeah, your loss can be Seattle, it can be New England, it can, but I don't. If they lose at Miami, Giants, 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 Washington, Dallas, Giants, I, I don't see any losses there. May, I, yeah, I'll say this. Maybe Dallas. I'll say this. Maybe Dallas. Well, I'll I'll say this. If they lose to. The Falcons and the Packers. Um, I think you're looking at an 11 and five season. That that's what I think. Um, th- those games, these ones that that you know, you, so you gave a loss somewhere in the beginning there, or you, yeah. you conceded. Yeah, I, I think those are critical to get to a 13 and three. Oh, I mean, it's not like I'm I'm a wizard here. To get to 13 and three, they definitely have to win those first four or five games. Agreed. They really do that that. Because that's good. That's going to kind of dictate how things go. You lose to the Falcons and the Packers, you just look like a team that can't beat good teams. Exactly. I yeah, I totally agree with that. You're right. That's that's the whole season does rest in, the, in those in those one of those two games. Um, even yeah, like not to say that they can't come back and tear it up, but I mean, I just think that's getting off on the wrong foot. You got to beat the Packers and the Falcons. If they go three and one, losing to the that's losing to start. the Packers. Then yeah, probably twelve wins. If they sweep the Packers yes. in Atlanta, they get thirteen wins. And then if they lose it both, obviously they get to eleven wins. So it's that's eleven, twelve, thirteen. Uh, what's, ooh, what's the over under for the wins for this season? That's eleven and a half. Right? Is it eleven? Um, I don't know. I want to say eleven and a half is my guess. Here it is, win totals. Come on, think out loud. A, B, C, D, L, M, N, O, P. Uh, <laughs> it's 10. 10? Well, it 10. I, this is a weird one. It says win totals, and there's six bets. There's over under uh, 10, over under 11.5, over under 8.5, like with, you know, with, with staggered odds. So does the middle one mean is eleven and a half their normal number? Oh, what the fuck! I don't know. I'm thinking eleven and a half's got to be the normal number. Well, okay. then eleven and a half is a really, really perfect line because I, yes, I think it is. They're definitely winning. They're definitely winning ten. You know, so it can't be ten. If it was ten and a half, I'm betting over. But eleven and a half, yeah, is very tricky. 13, 13 wins is really tough. The NFC is a is a really difficult conference. I know that 
you know, we believe that the Eagles are better than most of these teams, but these are still teams with veteran quarterbacks, you know, Matt Ryan, um, Aaron Rodgers, Russ Wilson. Um, and then when you get into, you know, they got to play Brady. These are tough games. And yeah, the Eagles are better, but um, 13 wins is, is not easy. I just think it's going to be difficult. I think 12 is a really good number. I think I could get on board with that. I, I think I was around 11 before, but I, I could get on board with 12 wins this year. I just don't yeah. know exactly which teams they're going to lose to. And maybe it's, you know, maybe they lose to the Bears and maybe they lose to um, Seattle or something like that. Um, well, but I mean, listen, know, maybe it's legit impossible to really pick this based on not seeing any of these teams really play. It's tough. And so we yeah. don't know. Yeah, th- these first four weeks are going to be huge. And hope, you know, thank God we have Washington first. And, you know, but yeah, yeah. It's a good way to wet your beak. Yeah. I think, with, I think, how, red you, yeah, how you said it, those first four games, that's, that tells you what our record will be. So we, we already, we already explained it. That'll be the record. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this when, after week four. That's right. Uh, September 27th, it'll be uh, – actually, we will be – we should be recording uh, Thursday, September 26th as they play the Packers. We should be recording that night. Maybe it'll be after the game, but we will be able to discuss the first four weeks. There's a slight chance I might, I might be out there. Well, I was thinking about it, but I don't want to make my Green Bay trip in September. Like I, that's a bucket list thing for me, and I don't want to go in warm weather. I know, but I want to be in Green Bay when it's like, dead, you know, five below. Don't you want to see the Eagles though? Uh, yeah, I do, but I want to see them there in the winter time. <laughs> it's just a thing for me. It's a bucket list thing. I don't know how many times right. I'm going to get tickets to Green Bay. You know how hard it is to get through a year of life. You know, anything could happen. I don't know why you'd want to risk it. I'm a Miss- picture of health. I work out like three, four times a week. Come on. Okay. I have at least another 25, 30 years. All right, then. Right? So, yeah, 25, 30 years. I mean, it's, it puts me up to like 80, 80, 80 years old, I give myself. Our life expectancy is, uh, is it getting longer or is it getting shorter now? I don't know. I forget. I feel like I'm on the way out, but do we? Do we? I don't, yeah, I don't know. You look fresh as a daisy, I gotta tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Do we? When we do our picks, are we gonna? We don't have to have mandatory ones like Monday nights and Thursday nights. It'll just be kind of what we, we don't have pick. to. I'm gonna make a pick for this Thursday night, okay. just because I want to. So right now the line is three forty-six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Green Bay getting three in right? Chicago. Yes. In Chicago, yeah. I mean, to me, this is a clear Aaron Rodgers victory. It's a repeat of last year. Uh, they already the, – the, the Packers have this game up on the walls in, in their locker room. This game, for some reason, from last year, it's sitting up there like they, they pay attention to it or something. What do you mean? I don't know if I heard that on the ringer. What are you talking about? It's, they, put, they put the article of that game up on the wall like this is one to remember. Well, yeah, because they were getting their dicks kicked in by the by the Bears for three and a half quarters. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky right. in, in Lambeau was going off. They were getting yes. murdered, and then Rogers did Rogers stuff, and then they won, and they, sh- they had no business winning that game. And in fact, I 
I had Chicago as a straight up winner, just a money line bet. God damn, was I pissed <laughs> because I was counting that money. So, yes. uh, you know, yeah, we're going to differ right here because I'm laying the three. Yeah, so you're laying the three. This is perfect. Good. I like it when we start off on opposite Me sides. Me too. Uh, so, so, all right, I'm taking the three. And I don't know how I feel about the, the, line, the number. So 46 and a half. Yeah, that's, that's low for your boy to do magic. That's, tell, that's even. Well, I don't know that it needs to be magic. He could throw he, three touchdowns. He did it last year. Well, I think he had like three. I think he threw for three touchdowns in that game last year. Yeah, so will Mitch. And um, forty-two. All right, so that puts them under. That's still a lot of touchdowns. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah of course. It's a, yeah. It's not that. It's not the lowest number in the world, but. No, no it's not. No, it's it's really not. It, well, it's it's midway, right? I mean, I guess high would be like fifties. I mean, and, and you know, it's not it's not as low com- as like a fucking Dolphins yeah, Jets I mean, game coming, in December. Coming off the Super Bowl, it's hard to you know even fathom a number this high. But you know, for the most part, these NFL actually, I love unders early in the season too because no one again, this is preseason. Right, they don't have their shit together. Yeah. Um, all right, and so- and Mitch Trubisky's one of the quarterbacks. Okay. Are you, unless you're a Trubisky fan now, are you like a Trubisky truther? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's got to get his shit. Together. I I don't buy, I don't buy the I don't buy the the Bears winning the division. Like no, in no. Fact, I, 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 I might even take your Packers to win the division. Like I don't get the idea that the Bears are like, you know, a darling. Let me see. I'm looking at Sports Illustrated right now. Oh wow! I don't know why. Double doink. Sports Illustrated has the Vikings winning the division, then the Packers, and then uh, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see the Bears. Bears had that nice, easy schedule last year. They're not gonna. Holy shit! Sports Illustrated has the Bears finishing last in the division. They have the Lions in All right, third. Maybe I agree with uh with them. Fuck. I uh. I, the Lions in third. I think that's a bad call. I don't. Yeah, that is a bad call. I mean, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like the Bears to finish last. I don't like the Bears to do anything this year, but I also don't like the Packers to do anything this year. So anyway, I'm I'm sticking with. So I got the Bears. You got the. You got right, the so you're laying three. I'm taking yeah. three. Um, I don't think I'm picking the under here though. No, nah, we don't. Have, yeah, who cares? I'm leaving it alone. Yeah. All right. I think I'm I'm good for tonight. How about yeah. you? That's it. That's a wrap. What else can we say? Uh, well, you're going to say the final words. I'm just going to say uh, we will talk to everyone again towards the end of the week. Uh, it'll be a heavy football episode on Friday night. But we will post it uh, probably late Friday so you can listen to it Saturday morning if you like. Yeah. But uh, I will let you send us off here. Sopranos fans, football fans, do me a favor. Just smile on your face. It's a God in the state of mind Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time Football kids and movies about crime It's a God in the state of mind